Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn finally have that big hug. Kenny Omega and Vikingo have what we could call a dream match. And tonight is BFR episode 300. That means tonight we dine in hell! <laughs> It's a 300 joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dick 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band for Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Hold on, Bill. Hold on, Bill. Okay. So It's a 300 episode. Okay. There's a lot of big 300s. Okay. All right, let me ask you this. All right. Professional soccer players. There's, only, there's only been a handful of scored 300 goals. Who's your favorite? Christian now holds Bard Ronaldo. He's a good one. He's a good one. Talking about pitchers, there's only been a couple pitchers that have thrown 300 wins. Who's your favorite? Greg the Hammer Valentine Maddox. Oh, he's a great one. Now, let's talk about football. Let's talk about football. All right, I'm ready for football. All right. So running backs. Yeah. There have been four that have had 300-yard-plus games. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Adrian Peterson. He's a good one. Can you name one more? Damian Priest Holmes. Damian Priest Holmes is right. Now, because I know you're a quarterback guy, because yeah, you like, I'm, I'm you a like running guy. the show. Yeah. You love yeah. all the attention. I do. I do. All right. There's one quarterback. Nine times in a row, he's thrown for over 300 yards. He's done it twice. Could it be Drew Brizongo? That is him! <laughs> All right, and sitting to my right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? You know, I get mad about this shit sometimes when ki- my kitchen does shit like this, when they like, you know, they they know people are coming in, and they're like, oh, so-and-so's coming in? Oh, let's send them out some shit, and don't tell me what the fuck's going on. But you know what? I like this shit. I like this blindside shit. This was good. You would I'm not, not have defect- liked that? <laughs> of course. Of course. You would be I just, for more. <laughs> I just like to be tuned in on some shit. I'm just running the wrong route. I'm just like running the cross and you guys are just like, no, just keep going deep. Just keep going deep. Just run me away off the field and shit. That's all I'm saying. On that level, you know, I'll, I ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 300. Whew. Lord have mercy. Chapter 3, verse 14. And the good sparks say a hashtag, move the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity of BFR. Um, 300 is an amazing episode. It's an amazing number. I never thought we would get to 30, much less 300. We're going to take the walk down memory lane. We have basically the BFR family, past, present, and hopefully future going down the road. But, yeah, uh, obviously – Vice and uh, Bill took over the AKA segment, which is always a good thing. That was good shit. And then obviously we'll be bringing in uh, Mr. BRFR West here in about 30 seconds. Less than that. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beer Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? BRFR West in the house. Well, I mean, we all know that JCB is the ghost of BFR past. and uh, Dude, fuck you. <laughs> like, no, uh, at, like as a negative photo, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck both oh, you motherfuckers. 
I, uh, I am sad that uh, I can't be there tonight in person, but uh, I can guarantee you that that studio, I feel bad for Sam. That thing has to smell like an independent wrestling show right now. Just <laughs> new ports and 99 bananas. And Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, uh, uh, for the it's record, actually 99 blue raspberries. And I didn't have a cigarette before I walked in this door. Thank you very much. How about that? We are coming at you from Shock City Studios. Blast from the past. We did our first probably 150, uh, 150 or so episodes here. Sam the Mauler Mall was Mr. always Perfect's in the house. Was always turning the knobs on those, except for when we got the the B team. You know, like Rich or fucking Andrew. Or <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I love Richie, Rich. Richie, I love uh, Wally Pip. and Wally Pip too. We also have Murray the Mur- Murray Man. Murray, he is also in house. He is not on mic right now, but Which he will be on mic later. Uh, Vice is here. You heard his voice earlier helping me out with the AKs. We also have... So the reason that we're here tonight on episode 300 in Shock City Studios, where it all began, is because it was a very generous, loving gift from... I mean... The fourth Beatle. The fourth... Well, there were five... There were four Beatles anyway. From Tinder Mahal, from Joey O'Farrell. Joey O'Farrell... On the mic, Joey, how are you tonight? I'm doing Thank great, you, guys. Congratulations, 300 episodes. That's a big deal. Thank you so much Yeah, uh, for providing us the studio time. Um, I believe when you got us the studio time and you told us this, your next text was, I can't believe you nerds are still doing this podcast. <laughs> is, that, is that true or is that not true? <laughs> Very true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah right there I was about to say, yeah, man, I'll okay. screen the shit out this bitch right now. It's true. No, it's very true. Now, since this podcast began, and uh, this is part of the one count, but th- the podcast began because there was a uh, there was a gentleman named Chris Denman who was with the We Are Alive, and they are defunct now. I think they're called something else now. But he asked me, "Hey, Bill, you can talk." We were at a bar one night. He's like, "You can talk. What if you wanted to do a podcast? What would you do a podcast about?" And I said, "The thing I could talk about the longest." Is pro wrestling, and he said, "Are you fucking serious?" And I said, "Yeah, I could talk forever about pro wrestling." And he was like, "Okay, so do you want to do one?" I said, "Yeah, that sounds great." And then, uh, you know, in the beginning, he charged me for it for some reason, and you know, well, hey, you know what? That, let's yeah, not get too much into up. the backstory. <laughs> but uh, I, I asked Joey to do it. I asked Joey and Jason on the same night, and Joey said that there was uh, he couldn't commit to it at that time and I asked Jason and Jason was like well let's go fucking do it because uh, I don't know you know if you're a loyal listener of the show Jason can fucking talk (laughs) but Joey can too and uh, they were the two guys that were first here when BFR started so I am uh, not to be too sentimental uh, this is a big part of my life. You know, it's one time a week. I love doing it. I look forward to it every week. I prepare for it every week. And I just want to say that it's nice being in a room with all of you. It's nice being on the phone with Zach Pullman. I wish he were here, but we'll hey, we'll see you again soon. Uh, I also want to talk about how much Joey's life has changed since BFR started, because now Joey is actually a successful promoter of pro wrestling in the St. Louis area. And just this last week, and we had uh, the Grandel wrestling at the Grandel. 
St. Louis versus the World Volume 2. How did that show go, Joey? It was great. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? I had a good time. Sure. I had you a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I had hell done. No, it was great. It was, you know, we had a lot of new guys and girls come in, and I, I really think everyone put their best foot forward. Uh, I'm really happy with everybody's performance, and uh, hopefully we can do it again next year um, around the same time. I'll say this, and you and you and I have talked about this, and then after the first one, you were already talking about doing the second. I'm like, damn, dude, you already talking about doing the second one? You didn't even let this, you know, the first one breathe, and you're now you're already talking about doing the third one. I guess the biggest question is what what are you going to bring from two to three that you didn't bring from one to two? Because there, there's always you're saying that. I've learned so much. I've learned so much. What are you going to bring from this experience to make the third one even better? Sure. I, you know, I think like a, a big thing I've learned. <laughs> yeah. a, I'll chip in on that. A big thing I've learned is, is less is more, you know, and you know, you want to make everybody happy. You want to put everybody in the show, but that's not the most important thing. My, my number one person I'm here to please is the customer is the fan. So I think next year when, when we do STL versus the world three, we're really going to keep it simple as far as like how many matches we have um, and make sure that each match has a significant amount of time and also has a significant amount of focus on it as far as just, you know, telling a story, but also having a great match, bringing in the right talent to face each other, um, stuff like that. And also, you know, um, we're going to have a new production team next year. So I'm really excited about that and just kind of upping that game even more. I feel like every time we kind of keep going up and up, the first year we did kind of just like still graphics, like moving still graphics. This year we had these amazing video packages for each guy and girl that came out. We were able to incorporate. It looked, it looked fucking awesome. Like the, the setup was incredible how there were three screens behind the ring and they were all kind of showing the same thing, but then sometimes they were showing just one thing. I, I know I sound like an artistic genius when I talk about this. It looked cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we worked, you know, Noah Dom, who's my graphics guy, who's, he does a lot of stuff for me. Good dude. He worked really, really, really hard on that stuff. Um, and he's kind of like my, you know, he's kind of like my partner in this whole thing. So it's exciting to kind of grow with him and, you know, see what we can do in the future, um, whether we stay at the Grand O or we go somewhere else. But, no, I'm really excited, and I hope the city keeps supporting what we're doing and we keep growing with the city. Um, it was a really tough night. The fact that we had the Battle Hawks and the STL City Soccer Team in town, which is like 70, 60, 70,000 people. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for always supporting me and coming to the shows and having a good time. Come on. Uh, thank you for the listeners. I know there's a lot of guys out there listening to the show. Dog, um, Samir, um, who am I forgetting here? Patriot Pat. Patriot Pat, of course. So. Thank you, high guys. High five, Tom. Yeah, high five, Tom. Absolutely. I, I got you. Don't worry about it. I was sitting with him, so Just, it's easy for me to remember Thank that. you guys for your, su- <laughs> for your support. Don't uh, thank them. And uh, we'll, we'll keep moving forward and making this a good, making this a good event. They've done nothing. They've they bought tickets. Nothing. You know? oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they bought tickets. tickets yeah, they they post. They, they have positive things to say. You know, wrestling can be a very negative thing. People, people see it like they want to go online. They want to spew garbage. They want to talk negatively about whatever they can. And- all the time and it it's, is it is it's really it, it's kind of toxic and it's like I, I say this on the podcast all the time like wrestling's supposed to be fun like you can bitch about it with your buddies you know but don't bitch about it with strangers yeah you know i noah sends me that stuff all the time about people saying stuff or what, whatever it may be it's, it's it's all ludicrous but 
I think I just I just ignore it. You know, I know that there are a lot more people out there that are excited about what we're doing and excited about what's going on in St. Louis with wrestling than there are people that are, you know, want to hate on whatever that may, may be. So I I thank you guys for for coming and for supporting me and for always like promoting all the shows that we do and hopefully next year is better than this year. Fucking A, man. Yeah. Thanks that's guys. My, that's my dog. That's Joey so, O'Farrell. Everybody. Real quick, I'm gonna hand it, I'm gonna hand my headphones over to Murray here. Murray's gonna jump on in here. We're not gonna let him talk. Oh, okay. At all. But you can you can have the headphones. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, sit on Congrats there. on three hundred episodes, guys. That Thanks. is freaking incredible. No, I was about to say good shit on the uh the Grandel part two per use. That's gonna say whenever three comes around, let us know. We'll, we'll make it happen again. You know, promotion on our end and all that other good shit. Of course we'll have you on and you can hype that shit up too. Whatever we need to do. You know how it works. I appreciate it, guys. You have a good time. All right, Joe. Be yeah. careful, man. Thanks for the uh, Thanks, studio time again. Thanks, Joey. Oh, what a guy. Back in and a minute. So Joey is leaving. <laughs> so <laughs> literally tagged. That's amazing. I think that was pretty much the one count, right? Um, I mean, I, is there some more reminiscing that you'd like to do? I just wanted to just say real quick, um, part of the reason why I wanted Joey here, I wanted Bo here. Sa I, Sam, can you can you hit the three count real fast, just so we know, just so we have it official? He's not even listening. Like he's what, thought, he's talking. I thought he was he's talking to Joey. Though. I thought Sam was a fucking professional. Though. I, I'm sure. I, I'm I, asking him to hit the. I'm asking him to hit the bell. You know. You know what it been. Ding, ding, ding. You know what would have been professional would have been the scenario where, when you asked for the assassination of a sitting. Senator, and we had oh, to go we're going back. back to that. No, we had to because this is the one time that. where I was like, "Damn, we really miss Sam." Because see, under normal circumstances, you and I, we, you know, we're always like, "Oh, let's we're going to cut this out and post. We're going to cut this out and post." And that's you the running what? joke. You know what? I gotta pee. Yeah, <laughs> that's the running joke. We don't we don't cut shit out. Okay, any mistake made, anything bad happening, any assassination calls, that shit was left in. God bless it, Zach. Please, being the only smart person in the room. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Please go ahead and do your reminiscence. This is well. I was going to say this is part of it because I think this is one of the the funniest things in the that I can think of post Shock City that we've had to go through where we were just like, oh shit! Now we got to find this whole. We got to find this spot. It would have took him probably like five or ten minutes tops, tops. It probably took us 25, 30 minutes where we were like, you know, oh, let's go through it. You know, we just had to hold it. You know, we're sitting there talking, having a whole different conversation about, you know, completely something different versus, you know, trying to find out the, where this spot was. Yeah. Thank God for Zach because Zach was the, you know, he's like, wait, wait, stop. I think I heard it. And I was like, man, this motherfucker didn't hear shit. And the next thing you know, here comes this part where you're calling for the assassination of a sitting senator. <laughs> so yeah, this is where I miss I'll, Sam. I'll, I'll right let you guys there. try to figure out which one it was. Is that your favorite <laughs> moment from from the no. BFR history? Maybe from the 200s. Uh, let, let's, no let, way. Let's no bring, way. No way. Let's bring, <laughs> no way. Let's bring two beers, Zach Pullman, in here. Please. So, so we've done 300 episodes. Zach has probably been there for 290 or so. I've probably been there for 290 or so. You've probably been there for 200. We miss some from time to time. I've probably missed uh, one. I would la oh, like to ask uh, two beers, Zach Pullman, what his favorite memory. Or, you know, really, what's your memory of beginning the Band for Ringside podcast? And what's your favorite memory? So I, I appreciate you giving me that here, much leeway because here we go. I was actually I was actually going to joke 
that this is my 200th episode because I feel like every other week I'm either at a strip club or I'm just doing like some real cool Pacific Northwest shit. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I'm like hiking a mountain or, uh, you know, getting laid. But uh, <laughs> playing video hey, man, games, you got to rub that shit really? in, dog. Just to be, I, just talk. I count your episodes by the cum joke, so this is like your <laughs> thousandth episode. Yeah, two. Uh, we had to get into ex- we had to get into exponents here pretty quickly, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, pretty funny as far as the introduction Holy of shit. me to this podcast because Bill, for the longest time, was like, you know, we would hang out at family events. And I would go visit him at Jack Patrick's whenever I was in the city. But, like, we didn't get a chance to, like, hang as much as we would like to. And then he, like, out of the blue calls me one day about hosting a wrestling podcast. And I was like, have never, ever thought about doing that. And uh, at the same time, I cannot say no to this. And (laughs) I am so glad that I didn't. uh, I thought you'd be good at it. And, yeah, thanks. I enjoy it. It's the highlight of my week. Every week, um, no matter how many times I get laid, it's always the best part of the week. And I Tara, so Tara doesn't you, listen, correct? Uh, no, although Good. I have a small house. Um, yeah, you're outside, right? <laughs> He's in the so, car. <laughs> she just opened the door. She literally just Ow. opened the door. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even kayfabing. Like that's pretty funny. But um, so anyway. Uh, I'm just really glad uh, that Bill called me because I wouldn't have gotten in close with JCB. Uh, I would never have gotten, like, literally, like, this is going to be, like, just really, like, uh, without even being, like, too sentimental, it's going to be, like, one of the highlights of my life, right? And I have it all recorded for, like, um, you know, whenever I'm 70 and I can sit there and go, like, <laughs> and laugh at my own stupid jokes. Um, You're king of the cum jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Come testic. So uh, I just, uh, as far as like just memories of the podcast, like really the Shock City days were were highlights. I really enjoyed, um, you know, post Shock City, but like getting off work, sitting in that shared parking lot with Hodax and Shock Cities, and drinking illegally drinking Tall Boys and drinking Fireballs and banging camels until it was time to uh, <laughs> yeah. like, actually get out and get in there. And I mean, my whole thing was my gimmick was two beer because I had to drink two beers before I got into the building because I needed to loosen up because I was so nervous because I hadn't watched wrestling in a lot of years and I didn't feel like super educated on the topic. I also wasn't near, I just wasn't nearly as comfortable. Like, by the way, if this is like your first episode, like, don't go back and listen to that early oh, shit. Like, start at, like, damn. episode, like, 75, <laughs> Some would argue that you're terrible. still not very educated on the topic. Oh, no, you did oh, not. Shit. Oh, shit. Hey. Oh, shots up, right? <laughs> he said that out. to me on a podcast. He's had a lunch. Okay, uh, you motherfucker, you shot me in the ass, Jake. That's funny shit. Yeah, just uh, going going in there, uh, doing the thing, getting done, uh, going to Bill's house afterwards and watching Jeopardy um, <laughs> or, you know, going to a bar. It was all really good shit. So anyway, I'll stop reminiscing, but I don't have too many moments because I just kind of live in the moment of the podcast and I forget everything that happens as soon as I say it. And tomorrow I won't remember any of this, but uh, 
It'll be recorded. Really, though, so. Forever. Which is handy. You know, I, I've been in like close calls on the road before, and I have an 18-month-old, 19-month-old daughter, and I've been in close calls on the road, and I'm like, man, if I died... At least she has the podcast to go back and listen to. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, no, damn, no, like, no, no, no. Get on the, get no. on the side roads. Get on the side roads. <laughs> no. Gotta stick around as long as I can for this one. Use your blinker. Uh, so, all right. So, no, go around, you go know, around. For, for a good chunk of time, Murray the Murray Man Murray was uh, the, the, the fourth man on the podcast. And we loved having him. And he moved to Kansas City. And so he is back tonight. And tomorrow is a very special day because John Wick 4 comes out, but it's also a very special day because Murray's birthday is tomorrow. So RIP. Murray, you oh. do you want to reminisce you, you want to reminisce a little bit? I, I quickly. I'll try to do it as quickly as possible. And I know we got a a lot to I'm not into. saying this because I don't care about your perspective, <laughs> oh, but Jesus. I got to go piss. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Jesus no problem. Jesus Christ. Well, it's funny cuz I'm going to talk about him anyways. Okay. Uh super long story short, the connection to this is always the strangest part of the whole thing, just because mutual friends of mine from like 10 years ago introduced me to the podcast to begin with, Katie, um, and then the Raw. So I don't remember. I had to have been 18, 2018, whatever it was. Yeah, it was. We we did the uh, the mental math. Okay, so I bought a, t- a solo ticket to Raw one night, and this is after I'd already been a fan of the podcast. Mark. Right, <laughs> and, uh, you're not you're not wrong. And uh, get my right, ticket. Sit, sit down next to these two stinky ass motherfuckers. Right. There I, you go, get them back. Complete strangers. <laughs> and uh, I go and get some chicken fingers. It was the shower match, probably. Uh, I come back. Mark. Yeah, I come. Well, yeah, I'm bringing them all back. So I sit down and we're introducing ourselves finally. And you know, the guy next to me is like, "Hey, my name's Bill," and the other one's like, "Hey, my name's Bo," and I'm like, "Hey, my name's Murray," and the bill was like, wait, Murray, like Murray, man. I said, yeah. But first of all, I'm freaked. Out. I'm by myself in the middle of an arena full of people. So I felt real Mark. cool. Probably yeah. wearing a mask. No, not at that time. I, I, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, was, that was after when he paid his double. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, we figure out that we're, you know, I'm friends of the podcast and everything. And uh, it was only a couple short weeks or months later, I was... Approaching Jason about a green screen in a mansion I was living in at the time. That's a whole nother story. Oof. But uh, And then mercy. when I showed up to do the live broadcast <laughs> of the podcast, not unknowingly, uh, they set me up a microphone and a set of headphones. And from that point on, I was on. I will say, though, and I'm glad Bill's walking back in for this, the, the bone I have I to pick with shit. you guys. Nah, yeah. Um, so I know it was creative of me, and I know it was like it was real cute, but I was watching back some of the old live videos towards the end of my time on the podcast why were you guys so nice to me about wearing that fucking mask during the <laughs> podcast that was the most ridiculous shit i mean you're a grown-ass man I mean, I, what the that's fuck? the whole point <laughs> that's my you? point <laughs> it was your point i thought it was cool <laughs> well that yeah i, I was mean, gonna say i mean if you wanted to wear that mask man who am i to tell I like, you what the fuck am i doing <laughs> jesus christ did johnny ever, did johnny depp Ever make fun of Leonardo DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape? <laughs> I killed him, Gilbert. <laughs> I killed him. Wow. Wow. I love that movie. Too I far? Higher. Too far? Oh, no, no. Is, but is, I will is, say. Is there a line on this podcast? I don't it, think there is one. It did give me two shout outs either way. So I get Murray the Merman Murray and Lucha Chris I every thought, week. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm for it. I'll be honest. I thought you were going through something. 
Uh, apparently, I was. I moved states or moved cities. He still and, may be. We don't yeah. know. And and sitting in here in the room also is uh, you know my best friend from high school, Bo Geisman, uh, who is stuck with me through thin and th- thick and thin, and uh, likewise. And uh, he's on mic. Bo, just any anything that you'd like to say here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my my favorite. <laughs> My favorite part of this episode, of this whole entire thing was watching you get the shit slapped out of you by Kurt <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, also yeah. still the pinned tweet on Twitter right now. We should have had Kurt Stallion He on hit tonight. you hard as fuck, and <laughs> then you tried to man up and go, I'll take the knife edge. And he hit you with the knife edge, <laughs> yeah. and man... Woo. When your when your daughter looks at me, I still apologize to her for that. <laughs> she still because he herself. hit you hard as fuck. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna if if Sam the Mauler Mall has never seen that, I'm gonna say to Sam the Mauler Mall. You've to, never seen. I got it? you. To go ahead. What? Go, I got you. Put that. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. But let let's get to that. <clears throat> two counts. But hold on. Hold on. The funniest part. Ding ding. ding. The funniest part was that Bill goes. Yeah, that's fine. I'll lose this fucking thing and take the chop because I'm the only one man in here enough to take it. And then he wore that motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let, let's Bro, start. So you would never hear me say I will take this chop in life. <laughs> let's, let's start talking about some wrestling. Now, now listen, I'm going to have to quarterback this thing a little bit harder Do it. Do because it. we don't have a whole lot of time. Do because, it. But this was very fun reminiscing. That being said, two beer, what's the two count? quarterback me daddy um, <laughs> <laughs> i will say that uh take a brevity right we do this in a uh more elongated way usually um but uh, i just want to talk right out of the jump and talk about this main event because yep of the matches that i've seen this year this is in the top three and it's definitely in the top one as far as matches that I've seen on television. Smoked his ass. Um, dude, uh, it was... So, this is also a breakout match because El Hio Del Fikingo, he has now transcended into a different category because during the Beefers last year, we had, you know, best AEW match, best New Japan match, best WWE match, and then every other best of match in the other category was just Vikingo matches. Now we're the Vikingo biggest Vikingo is- podcast in the business today. I'm about to say shit. I say he better not hear the, the time when you were like, "Who the fuck is Vikingo?" I had never heard of him. I tried to find I wasn't that episode. Fucking lying. <laughs> I wasn't lying. Go ahead, Zach. We've cornered the market. So <laughs> said uh, I watched this twice actually, and at the detriment of watching any other dynamite because I've been super busy with work. I was able to watch all the WWE shit. I caught up on a bunch of New Japan. But I watched the main event first, and I was like, I don't care what else happened. I got to watch that again. And I watched it again. And um, the reason I watched it again is because I saw at least, like, seven or eight things I've never seen. And whenever you talk about experience, um, one of the things that I've experienced in life the most – uh, outside of um, shame is professional wrestling. I've seen a lot of shit. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Did you say shame? 
Okay, I just want to make sure I, I, I knew what he, right. I knew what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Catholic. Mark. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of shit. Oh, I never saw, shit. like, inverted Phoenix Splash off the middle rope, uh, like 6.30 off the middle rope to the outside uh, through a table. An inverted flip Frankensteiner uh, in the in the middle. Uh, there was a springboard poison Rana, like insane shit. There's a there, uh, there's a there's a multiverse version of that inverted Frankensteiner where they're both paralyzed in the middle of the ring. Like that's how crazy that spot was. Like I know his name's Elio Del Vikingo, but I feel like that dude was conceived in the fucking International Space Station. Like, <laughs> like I know the big bucks, right? I I know that like uh, is like the man that gravity forgot. Gravity never even fucking heard of Vikingo, right? All Not right. even heard his fucking name. I this got... dude is amazing. What is he like? Twenty five years old? Anyway, Vikingo? That's what, that's, that's my all the older he is. He's, he's, he's not old. Or maybe it's a Mexican thing. Maybe he just looks really good. I about to say, Murray is, is already on that. He's faster yeah, than everybody I, I got to quarterback this, Daddy. Uh, Jason, what do you think of the match? Um, it's it's everything that I thought it would be, and especially in a scenario where I've seen, obviously, Kenny Omega, seen Vikingo multiple times, handful of times at, at the very least. I knew what we were getting ready to walk into. Now, that being said, what they put on film – is something that is what to me is a dream match. And there's going to be people that are going to shit on it. That And that is what it is. People, so there are some people that don't like flips in their wrestling. That is what it is. This, well, look, th- th- I'm not going to sit up here and judge those people. It's the circus, man. It can be and, all and, things, and, and, all and, people. And this was totally a circus. The The spot where he uh, Vikingo jumped to the, on the middle rope and then did the uh, 630 when Kenny was on the table. Insane. He damn near clipped his head on that fucking uh, the side of that ring, and I was holding my breath. And I th- ultimately, I think that's what he looks for. It's that big spot that you know is he gonna make it oh shit he made it and now it's like you know it made it even that much more impressive and spectacular the only thing was is just it's the fact that if there's anything to complain about is the fact that vikingo's a champion he's been champion for damn near 500 days and and he he lost and he lost a non-title match outside of that there's nothing to complain about 25 years old that's crazy he he barely lost it though. There were so many legit near balls. Twenty five through nineteen ninety seven. That's holy crazy. shit. Well, here's the thing: if Kenny Omega went down to AAA, he would have jobbed to Vikingo. I like, think that's I, what they're I, ultimately. That's what they were going to do beforehand I, before he got hurt. I have, and no, then I have no problem with him, him losing. going down after. I have the fact. no problem with him losing. I mean, I'll echo everything. There's nothing more that I can say about it. If you haven't watched this match, you should go watch this match. Friend of the show, uh, brother-in-law of the show, Steve Patterson, um, put on Friends of BFR. He had never seen Vikingo, and why would he have? And then he's like, what the fuck am I watching? He was super psyched about it, and he should have been super psyched about it. I'm sure Vikingo made a lot of fans, a lot of devotees, uh, on just from his exposure on AEW and losing has nothing to do with it. Also, no. I'd like I'd, I'd like to shout out to uh, Steve tonight. Today's very hard for him. He had to put his dog Leo down. Leo was oh, uh, man. my Damn. Leo was 
my dog's best friend and uh, Steve's best friend for 14 years. So um, I know they were putting him down tonight, and that is very sad. And uh, shout out to Steve. We love you, Steve. We love Leo too. Yeah, I, I, I love personal security. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I love Leo, <laughs> but um, so the main event ends with uh, Vikingo uh, losing to Kenny Omega, and then Blackpool Combat Club. Back the Blackpool Combat Club heel turn is complete. They mm. are no doubt heels. Uh, you if, know, if you didn't think they were heels before, it, it, it they're took, heels now. It took about the right amount of time. You know for sure. It, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it, 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 took about, it took about three weeks, three or four weeks. It took about the right amount of time. Uh, Moxley comes backstage and just chokes out Stu Grayson. Uh, <laughs> Why? Not, because who, he can. He's he's not the, he's not the shortest member of the Dark Order, but he's the second shortest member of the Dark Order. If that makes any sense to you guys, it makes a lot of sense to me. I bet but, you does. Uh, and then uh, ass. Uh, Hangman Page comes out to defend Kenny Omega, and Don Callis pulls some bullshit. <laughs> He pulls some Eddie Guerrero shit where he falls down and acts like Adam Page hit him, and then Kenny Omega goes and yells at Adam Page. Now, in a non-kayfabe world, this would make sense, but in a kayfabe world... Oh, kayfabe style. Or no, sorry, I said that backwards. But Kenny Omega right. should come out, should go and watch the tape and be like, well, Don Callis just fell down. What's Don Callis doing? There's something that he's doing. There's something nefarious going on. Now, is Two Beer, it, you can answer this Yeah, one. I want to hear Two Beer. He is trying to isolate Kenny Omega like any other or any other manipulator. Like, it's an absolutely fantastic story because Don Callis has groomed Kenny Omega since he was a child. How many times Ooh. have you seen him on – seriously, how many times have you heard him on uh, – and I've known Kenny Omega since he was 10 years old. Like, always, like – you know, puffing him up. Like, he wants Kenny Omega isolated from the Young Bucks. He wants him isolated from Adam Page. Adam Page is a face. Young Bucks right now are faces. Don Callis, Kenny Omega, still kind of heels. Uh, I love this uh, because it continues what, to me, has been the core storyline of AEW as a promotion, which is the storyline of the elite. Cody's gone, but Cody was always kind of in his own Cody-verse. This is about the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, they were the tag team what? champions. And then they ended up, you know, feuding for the title. And what did we always say? This feud is phenomenal, but the payoff is when they all get back together. And this is like the kernel uh, of that. And it's a germinating seed. It's it's awesome. I so, love it. So Zach, let me, uh, let me follow up on that with you before we get to Jason. Um, when I got, uh, when I got done with my thing that I was doing last night, I accidentally looked at Twitter and what was trending was Jay White. So what I always expected to happen at the end of this match when I watched it today was Jay White was going to come out. So I was surprised that it ended with just Adam Page and Kenny Omega kind of being like, what the fuck? Because I feel like we've been there before. Kayfabe style, what Kayfabe is style. the end game for Don Callis doing oh, this? Really doing yeah, right. Uh, Kayfabe style, it's to attach his... His saddle to the workhorse that is Kenny Omega, the greatest pound-for-pound -pound wrestler in the entire world, and and milk him for every dollar that he can. So the end game—that's the kayfabe ending for Don Callis. The shoot ending for AEW is to turn Kenny Omega babyface, make him the champion. The reunification of the elite, yes. 
I, I Jason, would almost think? argue that the elite are babyface <sighs> as we speak. I mean, before that, I mean, I mean getting coming beat, back, getting, getting beat up before the show and just going straight to the hospital—that's babyface stuff. Them coming back from the—that's what I mean. The Bucks local medical facility, face, right? Right yeah, now, we don't say yeah. hospital around here. Um, Kenny's still in in kind of heel land, <laughs> but the Bucks are are firmly in babyface territory. Gotcha. And you'll notice as we go on, you'll notice Callus will start to separate. Kenny from the Bucks as well because we've seen that that happen before. Right, anyway, go ahead. So, no, so it's, it's like it's like the vow. That, it's like, like the vow on HBO. Like Jesus Christ, this motherfucker. <laughs> is here. that what it is? Uh, I, I, if I if I'd seen it, I would probably be able to answer ne- that question. The Nexium thing. No, is that dude. what it's called? Nexium. Hey, what the fuck? The, the cult. No, dude. I'm just, just go. Just go. Wee. You know, there's there's a whole. See, that's some white people shit right there. <laughs> I don't Zach, know. have you seen this shit? Dude, we're all white. There's a whole. I know. No, that's I'm why still, I'm, I'm, still working, <laughs> I'm still working on The Last of Us. So. Oh, yeah. Sam, luck. have you seen this shit, this vow shit he's talking about, Murray? Let's not get started on The Last of Us because. I think it just. I think Murray really liked stuff. it. And, you know. <laughs> look, look. Suburban I shit. I didn't like it. I don't know what it is. Let's just. The Last of Us? Oh, Last of Us, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, I know. Let's not. Are we going to talk about that? No, not not on not on my quarterback shit. Three is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen of all time. Sure, sure, yeah. Let's talk about it. Watch the next seven. I'll just say this. I'll get us back on track. Get back to me. Get us back on track. Get back to me if you can wake up. Blackpool Combat Club to me was is something <laughs> oh, I wanted to see show. as a heel faction to begin with. We always talked about Moxley being a heel persona, especially non WWE. So we're getting that. Like I said, I would almost argue that the elite, and I mean Bucks and Kenny together, when they were feuding with CM Punk, they got suspended. When they came back, they came back to a hero's welcome. They didn't come back to booze. They came back to cheers. Anybody that tried to come back with, you know, a CM Punk chant quickly got dismissed and hushed up real quick. They are baby faces. Kenny Omega included. All right, so let's let's keep it moving. Uh, we had the Guns versus Top Flight in a pretty non-competitive match. I was expecting a little bit more of this. The Guns go over Top Flight. FTR comes out to challenge the Guns. They keep upping their stipulation until they finally say, if we lose, we're out of AEW forever. Dun, 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 dun. Jason, what do you think? I would like to see when this match happens because obviously FTR's contract is coming up and I'm not saying that they would lose this match and then not re-sign, but I could see a scenario where they would lose the match and disappear for a little bit and ultimately coming back, you would have the guns getting that rub that I know you would absolutely hate but the guns aren't going to lose the titles anytime soon if they're going to do this at um what is that double or nothing in may okay that's that's enough times where you could have the guns you know have some title defenses and then ultimately lose it to ftr but to me the timing is everything when is ftr's contract up and when is this match going to happen it's been a while since i've said this murray the murray (laughs) man murray what are your thoughts? I mean, is Ring of Honor trying to build a tag division? 
Probably. Because if I that's mean, the case, wouldn't one of them, would the loser, just go to Ring of Honor? Yes. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. That's why we brought him back right there. Well, especially either one of those two so, like, could, so, I mean, top flight would probably be the best bet for are, Ring of Honor. But Are you saying sure. that FDR could lose and then go to the Ring of Honor to kind of yeah. take over the Briscoes? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to fill that spot anyway. Somebody's going to have to fill that spot, and why not? I mean, FTR's done everything. So, I mean, it... I guess any one any one of them could go to Ring of Honor, honestly, but that's the only way I could see it playing out. Personally. Well, the, the guns can't go to Ring of Honor. Well, no, that because they're shit workers and shit characters. And which one is it that shit, you don't like, the tall one or the short one? The, the, which one are you saying? Because they one. both have the weird one. faces. The tall so. one. Okay, he, yeah, he, they both have he, weird faces. I think he looks most like Billy Gunn, though. Yeah, he hits a brother. He hits a brother. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Zach, what do you think? I still don't think that this angle is worth uh, FTR, like, kayfabe or shooting on the promotion. Uh, you know, it makes more sense if they're going to put their uh, <clears throat> kind of AEW uh, career on the line and say, hey, we're, we're out of here if we don't win, because then kind of in shoot style, people will think, oh, well, like, they might actually shoot lose style. to the gun because they might actually be moving on to WWE or whatever. I still don't think it's, I think they're going to beat the guns. So I just think it's a shit angle. Um, yeah. I think they're going to beat the guns too. Like I, I get what Murray's saying for sure. Like that is, it's so probably not going to happen. Though. So the goose are ultimately goes to uh, ROH. Not, is it, does it matter? Or? Not even that, but it is something that you can throw into the conversation that kind of works us smarks a little bit. Yep. If it's FTR losing, then yeah, I could see them going to ROH. If it's the guns losing, I don't think it matters where they go. Ultimately, I think they'll be fine. Moving, moving them to Ring of uh, Ring of Honor would I don't do think nothing it does for anybody. Good. Yeah, I like, think they're fine where they're at. I guess. Listen, I don't want to spend. I I, I don't want to shirk anything, uh, but I also don't want to act like. We don't have a road to WrestleMania that's actually worth talking about here. So, without further ado, mm. Mm. let's mm. get let's get to that three count. Sorry, Zach, you suck. Ding ding ding. We're done with talking about AEW. Damn it. Uh, so I'll damn. take I'll take Bill, the three count. Bill loves a segue. Right. So so the three count is WWE. All, <laughs> all, lo- all roads all lead to Bill. Lead to Bill. <laughs> See, I didn't get. Hey, 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 hey! They Bill, started it. I Bill, just piled on at the end. I acknowledge you. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge you, buddy. I'm man, man. I'm with you. Thank you, Murray. Zach, you have no idea. Zach, you have no idea how hard his dick is right now. <laughs> I wore my I keep boner pants to my right more and more. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. We have limited time filling. tonight, guys. How long can I sit here silent? Okay, uh, sorry, okay. Dad. Jesus. Mania, he'll be a bill without a veggie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I, you know, this is all fun and games until Jason says, sorry, dad. And then, and then I'm actually pissed off. I'm like, don't fucking, don't fucking say that to me, Jason. He's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So SmackDown opens up with KO and Sami Zayn. They do their thing. Uh, Cody Rhodes is, uh, he is kind of wedged into this role where he's like locker room leader. I didn't hate the segment so much, probably because my wife had just passed out and then I decided to smoke another bowl and I was higher than motherfucking shit and I haven't gone back to rewatch it, but I really enjoyed this segment. What do you think about it, Zach? 
Oh man, uh, anything with these with this storyline has been fantastic, and I feel like every so it week, wasn't just the weed. <laughs> no, I feel like every week they're doing like a a go home angle, and it's been like three weeks in a row. And I actually thought that WrestleMania was this weekend, which I'm happy that it's not because I'm going to the mountain, and um, really glad that it's not because I won't be able to watch. But Pacific uh, Northwest, motherfucker, he's going to the mountain. That damn man we have, dog. But uh, yeah, so it's the name of the strip club. Is... Don't get don't get crazy. He's <laughs> 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 right here in the inner southeast. Well done, well done. Like you yeah. never left, <laughs> right? That's they amazing. handbred their chicken strips though. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! I'm good, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, okay, all right, all right, all right. I got to separate you two jokers. <laughs> I'll say this. For a, a for the bloodline, it's really been two stories, right? It's Roman and Cody, and it's the Usos, KO, and Sammy. I thought they did, for just these two shows, SmackDown and Raw, I thought both shows have exposed the more so of the cracks in the bloodline on Raw, but for this one, obviously, the reuniting of KO and Sammy, I think they did it long enough to where now you felt like, okay, this is KO finally just saying, you know what, enough's enough. You didn't want him to go back right away, but at some point you knew that they were going to reconnect, and I figured after two or three... Yeah, yeah, the pop the was huge. I, I knew what was going to happen, and I watched it again. And I was like, "Damn, these motherfuckers are O V E R over." Pretty incredible that a hug could bring that much pop. Uh, Murray, what do you think? Well, especially when the hug, like he he ran at him, like he was either going to hug him or knock his ass out. Right. So that was like the balance. But the the thing I'm most hyped about, honestly, with this whole because of this segment specifically, is that that pre-hype video at Mania for, like, them telling the story of Sami Zayn and KO's relationship. How we got here. Mm-hmm. D- so many years and years. It could be an hour long. It they, could. This whole thing it. could be a giant movie for two days just based on this storyline alone and all the players. Like, this is, it's been incredible leading up to this point. Hey, man. You know, I'm not always right, but when I say... Jason, oh, just, sorry, no, just, something's just, mine. Just hear just me out. Just hear me out. Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> just hear me out. When I say that predictable is not always bad, like we always <laughs> knew that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to get back together, but that's because we're old men that have been watching wrestling for a really fucking long time. Yeah. So, like, we know the ending. Like, I'm sure to a ten year old or eleven year old. Them hugging was probably a really big deal. And you know what? If I would have been there, I would have popped just as big as It was all adult men in the crowd going nuts. And to to those that say, well, they should have done it in Montreal because it would have been a bigger pop. Listen, the the story makes sense. KO's whole... I always say that KO only... he, He acts like the only person that watches the show. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He's always like, well, you guys, like, every time there's a contract signed, he's like, why are we doing this? He just, like, throws the table out of the way. He's like, let's just fuck each other up or go away, you know? This seemed, it, it, it was timed well in terms of how the story was going to go, right? It would, it would not have made sense for KO 
kayfabe style kayfabe to be style. to be that cool with Sami Zayn right away in Montreal no. at Elimination Dude, Chamber. This makes a lot more sense. Have that those people that have that argument are those same kids that like ate their dessert first at the fucking cafeteria lunch table <laughs> and like shoved their papers in their bags when they weren't even in a folder and where the fuck are they now? They're you on fucking you? Twitter talking about wrestling. <laughs> so fuck it. He's hitting up. <laughs> That's funny as shit, man. Even That's if I great. even I if I do my job, it's still gonna be a mill. Yeah. Mur Murray's he's heating up is really good. Do it one more time. He's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Mo? Even if I do a bad job, they still gotta pay me a cool mill. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rate. That's what I'm talking um, about. So are we getting I'm not used to being rich in <laughs> Are we so Ray Dom, they're really pushing it until the very end. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? They still haven't had Ray hit him. I think they're waiting. It seems like all the same people that say they should wait until WrestleMania to have Ray hit Dom are the same people that say, why are they dragging this out so long? I know that we do a weekly podcast and it's easy to pick on people, but I like picking on people. So all you idiots, you this is the way the story Not should be. It, like, it should be drawn out to the last second with Rey Mysterio hitting his son. Am I wrong, Jason? For the person that doesn't have kids in this room, um, well, one of the two people, I apologize. Uh, one of the... Sam, you got, you got kids yet? Oh, you got no kids. Same. Okay, well, you're like me then. Um, you act like you were in the minority. You're in the majority, man. It's, 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 it's me, rare it's when I'm me. the majority, okay, motherfucker? You know, look, look around. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not really around mean, a lot of loud assholes all the time. Oh you mean black You mean black, <laughs> black in your 40s? Black loud assholes. Black in okay, your 40s and fatherless? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck all you motherfuckers. I got to pee. Say I'll say this. I've And I've said it on Twitter. God, exactly like a dad. Ray has been. <laughs> Ray has had such tremendous restraint. I know me. I came from a childhood where if I said anything <laughs> that was remotely out of line, this was probably getting ready to get me my ass handed back to me. So to watch Dom be so disrespectful to his father, granted he's four feet taller than him, still has hard for me to wrap my head around. So that's why I've been waiting patiently for Ray to be like, you know what? I'm going to have to fuck you up at WrestleMania. So now the wife is coming in and this is where somehow, some way, Ray is going to be like, you can't disrespect your mom. Okay, that's the that's my wife. That's the that's your mother. Yada yada yada. I don't know if God forbid Dom puts hands on uh I think her name's Angie. Um if he does, then you know that's WWE's that's a whole nother uh cross they're gonna have to bear on that one. But somehow, some way I think this is the tipping point where now Ray says enough's enough. We gotta fight at WrestleMania. It's either that or they go literally to the Hall of Fame and then Dom turns on him at the Hall of Fame speech and then that's how they have the match. But there's really two, three chances left and I wouldn't look for anything at uh, at Raw. That's just me. Bo, uh, what do you think? When, when do you think it's going to happen? Is it going to actually happen on SmackDown Friday night? No, it's not going to happen on SmackDown. Um, I think it would be great if it went to the Hall of Fame, but I don't think they'll stretch it that far. Like, I think it's... 
Plus, I think the Hall of Fame is, I think they, I think they put too much emphasis and they revere it too much to, uh, kind of fuck that up. But it is professional wrestling, so. So, what the, okay. What the hell do I know? Murray, you tell me. B- Murray, if the. If they went to the Hall of Fame and then Dom flipped on Ray, is that okay for you? I'm cool with it because the Hall of Fame is fake as fuck anyway. So you might as well throw a little bit more enter- entertainment. Hall of into Fame for the- fake wrestling. Yeah, like it. So <laughs> in that case, you might ding, as well ding, do ding, it. Ding, ding. I still would love. I'm still. I don't know why because I've I've never said this or even come close to saying this, but I'm still kind of interested in the idea that Vicky shows up. She is out of contract. I think that would be perfect. It makes too much much sense. sense. Like, just with the history of all this, it makes too much damn sense. And and also as a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, of course. Which they're always trying to produce. Mm -hmm. Having Vicky walk out with Dom and Rhea. Hearing that excuse me would just throw the cherry of heat on top. You did. It was last week or the week before. But yeah, yeah, it it only makes sense. Zach, did you go yet? I'm sorry. No. I think um, I still think it's going to be at the Hall of Fame. Um, I will say uh, that I think it's hilarious that uh, Jason's Pavlovian response to you taking a piss is to just speak about wrestling for two minutes without interruption. (laughs) 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 I just have this feeling in my head that like Jason will be like taking a piss in his own house, be completely alone. He'll hear the urine hit the toilet, and I'm just like, anyway, so uh, I object. See, this is okay. This is the difference between post Shock City and pre Shock City. Pre Shock City, we can come and go as we please. I would never really have to filibuster. You would be here. I would be here. We can talk. No big deal. Post Shock City, it's like, okay, you know. There's I, only the two of us, and just in case you know something happens to the equipment, I, I gotta be here I for don't this. Know I, Watch I don't, that. I don't know if I've ever explained this to people, but most people have two tubes that go from the kidneys to their bladder, <laughs> but I only have three. So <laughs> it fills up quicker, and I have to piss more. It is medical, and I would appreciate. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. He needs some piss sympathy. Uh, sensitivity yeah, right. yeah, around. I was getting ready to say, I piss a lot. Three hundred is just bringing out all the things in this motherfucker. He's pissed three hundred times why already. I miss Sam. Okay, Dude, I don't have to worry about you know you. I, okay. Oh, talk for a second, let, Jason. Let, okay. I gotta go let, pee. Let's hang up. You know, well, it has been fucking annoying really, for the man, past twenty five really years. Good. That's so I good. promise you, Bill's always got to piss. It's it's happened since I was a kid, right? That's the next like, show. Always, I've always, had always. The piss. Bill's got a piss. Uh, <laughs> dude, we like we like check we like check on him before we leave. The so we're like going to the Cardinals game. We're like, hey, Bill, you got to pee before we leave. In the middle. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. All right, no, okay, I'm good, man. Right. Let's go. In the middle of this three count, I, I just want to take a little break. It's let's call it an episode three hundred break. That's amazing. Over under. How many times do you think Jason has actually been pissed at Bill oh. during the 300 episodes? Like, actually been pissed. And I'm going to put the over-under at 10. Oh, I don't like, know. actually been pissed. Like, looked at me like he was like... <laughs> <laughs> Out of 300 episodes? I'm going to fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, when you have that idea, you don't share it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. 
like Sarah. I would never do anything to uh, disrespect oh, her. Oh, I was talking about a hypothetical <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have the real one. JCB, like I said, you don't share that idea. All right. I want to hear guys. Oh, man. So you're talking, about, you're talking about shoot pissed? Yeah, shoot pissed. My, my guess, I'm going over 10. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with under. Bo, nope, over. Zach, God damn. I'm gonna go with under, and I'm not around like in person, but you can no, tell. You can, you can tell. Here for that oh, first wife, like, on, on on recording. Oh, oh, that's a, like, okay. Like, so twenty. Like when you give me that look, like what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I give you that look a lot. Like okay, so what's the answer? So are we just talking about just What's listening, just listening to me, or yes, you? Are we talking yes, about how yes, actually? If you if you just listen to me, then I'm mad at you all the time. So of course it'll no, be over. He's hitting up. No, when, <laughs> God damn, dude, he's so good. Dude. <laughs> when Jason, I say Jason something, texts and, me all the time. You're actually mad at me. All you're actually time. mad at me. It's it's been rare. The, I, honestly, over. probably but the 300 last, episodes. Ten the, is pretty rare. The last time I was like legit mad at you about something on the podcast was probably right here in this spot. Okay, like so five that's, minutes ago, then it's under. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> about to say five minutes. All right, let, okay, let's get to Raw. Uh, Bo was at Raw. Uh, we were talking about the way here. It was a big Raw. Uh, <clears throat> I, I gotta say, you guys, you guys have been on a text message. We've all been on a text message thread together. Uh, it seems like the general consensus is WrestleMania is good. Oh, I yeah. mean the mm-hmm. the lineup is good. I'm excited. Um, I'm actually mad that I would pay for it, but thankful that I don't have to. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just going to bring you, JCB. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up <laughs> five my, bucks, baby. The biggest thing that popped out to me at Raw this last week was Logan Paul, who seems to me like a fucking natural. As much as I hate to admit it, and. I like that he knocked Seth Rollins out again with one punch. Zach, what do you think about Logan Paul? Uh, I liked it so much I went and spent $4 each on his hydration drinks, those prime drinks. Uh, so what's that actually, like? What's it taste like? So, Sugar. So they taste like body. Like, I don't know if you ever had a body armor. Like They're like coconut water based with like flavors. Body armors are better. They're, it tastes like a steak with water dumped on it. It's really, really good. <laughs> uh, sloppy oh. steaks? Sloppy steaks. <laughs> you never had a sloppy steak? No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. The fuck? That's my uh, rate. That's my rate. There's one, there's one called Meta Moon flavor. It tastes like a cosmic gumbo. Oh, that sounds uh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. That sounds fucking that's why you don't. That's why you never see him drink them. Anyway, it is really good, but uh, I will say Logan Paul is absolute natural. Uh, he is one of the highlights. He's one of the reasons that I would actually spend money on the show. I, I feel embarrassed saying that, mm-hmm. uh, but he's so good at this. He is made for professional wrestling, and I'm glad that he embraced his heel stuff. You can tell that he was using the football team as a crutch. I think he said, like, he mentioned the Rams, like, three times, which it's cheap heat. Of course you're going to mention it, but it was, like, basically somebody – it was like whenever they coached them, they're like, yeah, if you get in trouble, don't know what to say. Just like say some shit about the, the local sports team. Cheap heat is and, still um, heat. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he did. You could tell he's a little bit newer to it because he did lean on it like three times. But he's he's good. He's excellent in the ring. 
and I'm so glad that he's a heel right now. I'm into it. I, I am into Logan Paul as a professional wrestler. I've actually told people who are not into Logan Paul or professional wrestling, but know that both things exist, how good they are together. It's a very Zach thing to do. I can only imagine the text messages they had after you had that conversation. Like, (laughs) is Zach okay? (laughs) Like, should we call Adult Protective Services uh, on Zach for his wife? Uh, Jason, They probably didn't use one single, I think you should leave Giffen there. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, what do you think? Um, I'm with Zach on this one. At my, my day gig or whatever, People actually know who Logan Paul is and know that he's a WWE superstar. Um, and then from that point, I'm not I'm not even going to get to the, the, the geekdom part about it. Like, you know, about WrestleMania, that, I'm just kind of like, you know, damn, that's kind of crazy. So, I mean, in that scenario, Logan Paul has, you know, just crossed boundaries in that scenario. Easy to hate. We've always talked about that. The fact that he's knocked out Seth twice in back-to-back weeks, now just only if you don't like him, now you they're giving you more of a reason not to like him. A-plus a booking. It really is. It has been so good so far, and now it's one of those matches that have cr- slowly but surely have crept up to one of those matches that I really wanted to see to begin with. Now it's like, okay, I need to see this match right away because they built it up right, and the fact that you got two of arguably WWE's best athletic personas in the ring, nothing can be above bounds. Everything's in play, and like I said, I can't wait. Hey, Vice, as a guy who was there, like, what was the pop like for Logan Paul? Was it good? Oh, yeah. It got it got hot real quick. He was uh, – everybody knew who he was. It was funny because there was little kids that were sitting around us, and they were probably, like, I don't know, between 10 and 13. And as soon as he came out, they went nuts. They yeah. knew exactly who he was, and their dads were like, all right, calm down. He's just an asshole. And they were like, no, no, no. no. My, my, my daughter bootlegged one of his drinks. Like, she took money to school, cash. She paid cold, hard cash for one of those drinks <laughs> from another kid, another 10-year-old kid. Time what? to put her in a boarding school. Okay. she's Next thing you know, she's going to be on the, the corner over here and be like, you know, give me two of those, man. I'll take 10 bucks. You know, Mur- surprise. Murray, where you at? Where you at? Actually, how much it costs? Stop. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm for it. Like, again, just like you guys, I don't want hey, to like. I don't want to like Logan Paul. There's every reason not to, but the dude is just a fucking natural and the the fact that he's in there with Seth Rollins, who will obviously be the ring general the whole time, it's 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 going to become viral, just like everything else he touches in the ring. So the uh, fact that they tried to make him a baby face for like thirty seconds it still blows my mind. Two more things: uh, Roman the Cody, the Roman the Cody, the final segment. Uh, it looks like Cody is finally getting to Roman kayfabe style. I think that that is. I think that they have. They have managed to circumvent the minefield that they used to have, that they had with Daniel Bryan that one year where Sami Zayn was going to get too hot. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they made Cody Rhodes part of it and they managed to do it kind of perfectly because Cody Rhodes is still a super hot baby face. And 
I like the story that they're telling where Cody is starting to get to Roman Reigns. So, Murray, what do you think about that last segment? Um, just like anything else that involves the whole Bloodline storyline and all of these guys, everybody involved, it's obviously Triple H pulling strings because it's the only time that it reminds me of is like in the decent era of the late 90s when the main event scene had multiple people in intertwined in the title picture and they all had a purpose and even in their losses or their wins, they all had a story to tell in that. And so this is the first time in forever that I feel like they've been doing that correctly. So that being said, at first I wasn't sure if Cody was going to get lost in the shuffle because it seemed like it was all about the Sammy and Bloodline thing. The interjection of Cody has not been done wrong in my opinion, and I'm I'm stoked about it. Uh, Zach, where are you at on it? I am so hyped. Uh, I am so into this as much as I think that they should have pulled the trigger on Montreal because of the moment. Um, I also don't necessarily think they need to make Cody win, but I am very intrigued by the storyline. I literally spend three hours of my life every week watching WWE main roster television, which is not something I've done in 260 episodes of this podcast. Right. So yeah, it's good. We yeah. were dog shitting on it, WWE on my last episode. I mean, it, yeah, it, for years, big time. Yeah, yeah. I can only and Roman specifically. It, it, it always oh, sucked. All of it. it always sucked so bad, and they have managed. They're getting ready to peak mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, which is almost impossible to do. They did pretty well last year. This year, we haven't talked about Finn and Edge, which I am super psyched for. Uh, Jason. Your thoughts on the Roman Cody segment? I, I, I tried to talk you guys off the ledge two or three weeks ago after Elimination Chamber, and now I feel like I'm, I feel a little more justified in you know saying let's not you know get too too crazy about this shit. They have done a good job. No, sorry, I'm gonna toot my own horn. Toot toot, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I was gonna say they done a good job of getting Cody being back to being the focus again. You know who else always thinks that he's right, no matter what he says. Besides me. Yeah, Donald Trump. Okay, what then? That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not running for president anytime soon. I'm just, I'm sorry. I I would vote for you. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. What's your (laughs) your platform? You know what my platform is. Anything else to say about Roman Cody? Um, I cut you off. I'm no, I, honestly, I want to. I want to see if they have. I would like to see them cross paths one more time before WrestleMania. Not, it's not imperative, but just because they haven't done it, they they had two. I'd like to see it happen one more time on SmackDown to close it out. Tune in next week to Band from Ringside Podcast. Zach, Jason, and I will have our WrestleMania predictions. Oh, Jason's not going to hey, be here. Real, it's just going to be real Zach quick. and I. I'll, I'll hey. give you predictions, but I won't physically be here. Real quick, uh, Stella uh, wants to uh, say something to Jason. Uh oh. Roasty. <laughs> well, hey, 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 man, why, why you bring your daughter to this, dog, man? I, th- I thought we was cool. <laughs> can I, she can says I? that shit all the time. Anytime anybody says anything, like in my house, like she goes, boom, roasted. So, like, that's, I was stealing her bit, so I felt like I needed okay, to. So, okay, re- totally fair. real quick, yeah. real quick, 15 seconds apiece. Jason, I mean 15. Zach, I mean 15. 
uh, Andy Kaufman is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Are you cool with it or are you not? Yes. That was real quick. Uh, Zach. You literally talk about one of like my comedic idols and then say 15 seconds. Uh, I can do a podcast on Andy Kaufman. So right. I'll just leave it at that. And Cut Zach off. Yes, I'm very cool with it. Uh, Murray. Uh, it's it's probably one of the more incredible Hall of Fame inductees in a while, in my opinion. Now, give me five minutes here. I'm oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, <laughs> no, I, I think it's I think it's incredible. I think that he he's one of the guys there. that actually, uh, if he was still around, he would relish in being in the WWE Hall of Fame because I think he just that fucking he, got he, it. he really got wrestling. He just got it. Yeah. And uh, MJF throwing a tequila on a kid has nothing on Andy Kaufman actually body slamming <laughs> women out of the crowd shoot style. So good. Uh, so that's going to do it for our three count. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, everybody. We got some birthdays this week. Uh, Lana. Lana, <laughs> who? Lana, Lana. She, oh, about say hanging out with Miro. You know they <laughs> they chill. Jack Swagger. Oh, I hope he gets a new hat, my dude. No, he's he got a hat. Fuck that. Yeah, he loves a hat. He's forty one. Undertaker. Gotta be older than me. Same right? birthday as me. R.I.P. <laughs> Fifty eight. <laughs> what? He's the dead man. It's always R.I.P. He's the dead man. He's the dead man. He's the dead man. He fell for that joke three years in a row now. <laughs> I do it every single fucking time to. Christopher Daniels is 52. Epico Cologne is 41. Lacey Evans is 33. Charlie Haas. Where's Charlie Haas? Anybody uh, know where Charlie Haas is? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a damn good question. I hope he's doing well. Uh, Mr. Perfect, RIP, would have been 65. Umaga, RIP, would have been 50. Warlord. I'm thinking RIP, too. Uh, okay. Uh, 61. We start, this sounds weird Warlow without music. Warlord could be RIP the way they treat this him. Sa- this sounds like... This sounds weird without music. Uh, Fucking Mustafa. depressing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Technically, we know there's tons of podcasts, so let's do so. We appreciate you guys listening to ours. Hey, for Murray the Murray Man, Murray, for Vice, for Tender Mahal, check. for Sam the Mall of Raw Mall, check. for Shock Say Stews, check. for Chris Denman, check. for oh, Soul Taco, check. Yeah, check. for FMB Eatery, check. for Jimmy Zach Pullman, for Patriot Pat, check. Check. for my wife, for my check. cat, for check. my kid, for check. my dog. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell, I'm Did Bill Becky, and everybody never forget to boo the heels. Boo! boo. Bitch.